Hello, and welcome to the eTech Podcast with me, your host, Ryan Morn. I have been involved in the development of electrified vehicles and machines since 2005 as an engineer and a business leader. This podcast is the product of my passion for electric and autonomous vehicle technology. I'm here to share knowledge from some of the world's leading experts, as well as my own insights. Join me as we accelerate the transition to cleaner, safer and smarter vehicles and grow the industry around the world. I know we've been doing a lot of great interviews recently with experts in vehicle electrification and battery systems and such like, but today's podcast is going to be something a little bit different, and it relates to a question that I've been asked. And basically that question is, so uh, what is so special about Toyota's self-charging hybrid? Okay, so perhaps a little bit of a controversial topic uh, to some people who might be uh, knowing what's going to come next. So Toyota, you know, they were one of the pioneers of, of the hybrid car. Their, their Prius really, they, they led the way. Uh, they're showing what could be done by combining an electric motor with a, a petrol or gasoline engine. Their system, they call it a power split hybrid, and that's because it uses two electric motor generators combined with a petrol engine, obviously, and a planetary gear set. And it gives a really, really flexible drive system. So effectively, you have a basically an automatic gearbox, although it doesn't shift ratios. It uses the torque differential between the two electric motors to effectively change the gear ratio. The electric motors are also used to provide torque infill at points where the, the petrol engine, the gasoline engine, is not very efficient. Um, so it also it enables the use of a more efficient uh, operating cycle, combustion cycle for the engine, uh, which is called the Atkinson cycle, rather than a normal petrol engine which uses the Otto cycle. So the, the Atkinson cycle is more efficient, but um, it's not very good at transient operation or for giving low speed torque from an engine. But, you know, that's it's then compensated for with the electric motors. Toyota, were, they were very early to adopt higher system operating voltages as well. And they developed their own really cutting edge, uh, highly efficient power electronic switching devices, which, you know, way back people thought that was a really unusual thing to do. So you could definitely say, you know, they were really at the cutting edge of electrification. So a long time before anyone else was even thinking about hybrids, Toyota came out with the Prius and it, it created it created a market for itself. The Toyota system is is uh, it's very good at providing different operating modes, um, but it's always been lacking one key feature um, until the arrival of the plug-in Prius, and that's the ability to recharge the car from the grid. It would seem like an obvious progression for Toyota to move to plug-ins, but the, the company's caused a bit of a controversy by not only just backing away from this, but also coming up with a big marketing campaign which has aimed to turn buyers off the benefits of plugging in and and um, and you go to the Toyota product, which it calls a self-charging hybrid. And, you know, it's been really controversial in the industry, this, because a lot of people saying it's causing confusion. It's, it's confusing buyers. They think they're buying something they're not actually getting. They don't understand um, the technology. There's been complaints made um, to the Advertising Standards Agency in the UK. But Toyota have really doubled down on this. They've defended the complaints and they've continued the marketing campaign. 
And personally, I get it popping up in my uh, social media feeds every now and again. You know, so clearly it's reaching out to a lot of people. But, you, you know, it's interesting in terms of why Toyota have done this. And then even in the face of some controversy, they've doubled down on this campaign. And, and also the, the other obvious question is why has Toyota been so resistant in moving to more plug-in technology? Because they do, they've got the plug-in Prius, but they don't offer plug-in versions of other models currently. Um, and you know, you think it would be a, a no-brainer for them. Yeah, it's really easy. We add a charger, boom, you've got a plug-in hybrid, and, and, and that's going to be quite a simple progression. I, th I think to understand the reasons for this, it's, um, it's important for us to go right back to the origin story um, of the hybrid synergy drive system, as Toyota call it, or HDS. So obviously, Toyota is a Japanese company. I think everyone knows that. And it's got a huge market presence globally and, and particularly also in the USA. Now, in Japan, um, they haven't been allowed to have or effectively allowed diesel-powered passenger cars since about uh, 2000 because of concerns around air quality. You know, and in sort of five or six, uh, maybe 10 years ago, we might have thought that was a strange thing in Europe, but actually, you know, history's shown that might have actually been a really good move by the Japanese authorities. So diesel-powered passenger cars were not a thing in Japan, never happened. And, and also, I mean, they've not really been a big thing in the USA uh, for similar reasons. The early diesels that came out in the USA were really awful. In a number of states, they were outlawed. Uh, and diesels also didn't really become a, a thing in the USA. So in Europe, um, vehicle manufacturers met the CO2 reduction challenge by basically moving powertrain technology from gasoline to the more efficient diesel engines. So a typical gasoline engine, petrol engine, is maybe 30%, uh, 35% cycle efficient. Uh, a typical diesel engine, uh, sorry, I should say peak efficiency, 30-35% peak efficiency on a gasoline engine. Diesel engine is more thermally efficient, so it's better at converting diesel into into motion through the combustion process and, and peak efficiency on a diesel is getting on for 50 percent so you know 10 15 percent improvement in vehicle efficiency just by transferring to a diesel powertrain so that helped vehicle manufacturers massively in europe uh, it was popular with customers because it was saving saving on fuel costs um, so everyone was um, everyone was happy or, or at least uh, so we thought in Japan, though, it was more difficult. You couldn't do that. So the, there was still requirements for CO2 reduction in uh, in Japan uh, because famously the Kyoto Protocol for global CO2 reduction was signed in Kyoto City in Japan, but you couldn't have a diesel engine in the passenger car. So Toyota in particular looked to hybrid technology in, to allow it to have more efficient gasoline engines you know, history showed us that the problems with the move to diesel and, and really the downfall of the diesel started by concerns in the US over real world emissions um, after diesel started to see a growth in, in popularity, uh, particularly over there. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Toyota is kind of busying away, quietly dominating the hybrid market. Now, you would think when the diesel gate exploded and, you know, the, there's a global transition now to electrification um, and hybrids and fully electric vehicles to to achieve the CO2 reduction, that Toyota would have been absolutely ideally positioned to capitalize on anti-diesel sentiment with its hybrid synergy drive. But they haven't really done that. 
and then this new marketing campaign is is actually quite bizarre but I think so going back to that early history the purpose of the hybrid synergy drive is not to provide fully electric driving it was to facilitate a more efficient um, operation of a gasoline engine to make it more comparable to the efficiency of a diesel engine so they weren't trying to give a car uh, the ability to drive in fully electric mode although you can um, have fully electric operation with a Prius they were trying to use the hybrid components the electric motors to compensate for the the off-peak inefficiency um, and, and poor torque transient response with the Atkinson cycle engine as they were making a more efficient uh, gasoline engine. So as a consequence of that, the motors and the batteries that are used in the hybrid synergy drive system are all relatively small. I mean, some of the battery packs are, are like less than one kilowatt hour in capacity. Um, and they're perfect, you know, for torque infill and a bit of low speed operation, low power operation, bit of peak shaving. But they can't do any real electric-only operation. They just simply don't have the capacity. The motors aren't big enough. The batteries are, are way, way too small, a tenth of the size they need to be. So making the change across the lineup to a, even a plug-in hybrid is a huge engineering task. It doesn't just simply mean adding a battery charger onto their existing system. They need to make some wholesale sale changes. And basically, you know, battery pack would need to be 10 times the size of some of the battery packs they're currently using in those hybrid synergy drives. And the motors that they use in the system would need to be much bigger as well uh, to provide the power and the energy uh, storage capacity to make the um, the additional cost, basically, of, of adding an onboard charger to, to create the plug-in capability worthwhile. Uh, so at the moment, you know, even a small three kilowatt charger um, would recharge too quickly. You wouldn't have enough stored energy to do any useful driving. So you would, wouldn't get any benefit unless you um, maxed up those battery capacities. Then on to the advertising campaign. So what are, what are they doing here? There's a controversial self-charging hybrid advertising campaign. So I think... There seems to be, certainly from the questions I've been asked, a bit of a misconception that these self-charging hybrids are something new. So let's be totally clear. They're nothing new. They're, they're, it's not a new system. This is the same hybrid synergy drive technology that Toyota's been producing and refining for, you know, 20 years or more now. And also, let's be clear, you know, I, I don't think this is a bad system. The hybrid synergy drive is a very, very good system. It's a good technology. It's clearly got some advantages when compared to diesel or even high pressure direct injection gasoline engines in terms of the exhaust emissions while still achieving, you know, competitive levels of real world efficiency whilst not adding massive additional costs to the vehicle. OK, so so it's nothing new. Um, but it's also nothing bad. So I think that's, you know, it's from a technology point of view anyway. But then the next question is, are Toyota right to use the term self-charging hybrid? Well, you know, I've thought about this long and hard. And I've got to say, it's it's a difficult one to answer. From a, from a technical point of view, the hybrid synergy drive system does have a small battery pack. And, and like I said before, you know, the, the one, two kilowatt hours capacity on those battery packs. And it's charged either from regenerative braking, so when the vehicle is slowing down, the motors go into regen mode and they put that um, energy into the battery, okay? Um, or from the engine in battery charging mode. You can't plug the car in to charge from the grid, but I kind of, I would say 
rather than saying you don't need to plug it in, I think it's probably better to say you can't or it's not worthwhile to plug it in due to the limited capacity of the battery pack. Um, and, you know, that's really been Toyota's defense uh, in terms of when people have complained about the advertising. And, well, you know, it is self-charging because it doesn't have a plug. You don't plug it into the grid. It recharges during regen braking or from the engine. But the problem is, uh, you know, the power doesn't just magically appear from nowhere uh, with no external input. You know, that energy is from gasoline, petrol, um, and that's burned in a combustion engine to make the vehicle accelerate. And then the vehicle decelerates and the motors go into regen mode and you put power back in the battery. So the charge uh, comes from the petrol, you know, so, so let's be clear, you're not magically creating energy somewhere, you're recovering energy under braking, which is great, um, and you're generating energy, uh, sometimes that's done really cleverly to, to nudge the engine into more efficient operating zones, um, so you're generating energy sometimes as well, but it doesn't come from nowhere, That all of that energy comes in the form of gasoline that you fill the tank with, um, instead of, you know, a plug-in uh, when you're plugging in and you just charge electricity directly from the grid to, to fill up a larger battery. Now, here's the thing, that self-charging feature of, of this car is exactly the same feature as every single other plug-in hybrid on the market, except with a plug-in hybrid, you also have the ability to charge clean energy from the grid and have a significant fully electric operation. So I, I would actually say the self-charging hybrid um, angle of the Toyota, it's in no way a differentiator. And I think they've, you know, they've got this wrong in terms of they're really they're trying to turn a negative of it's only a self-charging hybrid into a positive. Every other plug-in hybrid manufacturer could say, maybe they should say, self-charging and plug-in hybrid just to try and nobble Toyota in terms of their, their marketing. Now, the other thing is that every single EV manufactured, so fully electric battery EV or fuel cell EV even, also all have, every single one of them has regenerative braking. So they also all have an element of self-charging as defined by Toyota, although clearly a full EV uh, or a fuel cell vehicle lacks a gasoline engine for the battery charging mode. But really by, you know, Toyota kind of concentrating on this, I think it's, it's quite a cynical attempt, in my view, to try and extend the life of the hybrid synergy drive uh, technology in the market in the market through some fairly I'm sorry poor marketing you know really it's not a feature <laughs> what you're saying is I don't have a big battery or a plug so you can only use this vehicle in self-charging mode but the the images of the pre uh, the vehicles overtaking vehicles in the desert and EVs charges not working and all this you know Toyota it, Every single plug-in hybrid on the market has the ability to charge the battery from the engine um, or during regen braking. It's not a differentiator. Um, that is what every car does. The fact that you don't have a big battery and you can't charge from a plug reduces the costs of your vehicles and you know makes them more accessible. And I think there's a different way, really, that they could have communicated um, this to the market. You know, I would say. 
and maybe it's just my nature, but I'm a you know, positive person. But don't let's not try and pick a fight with the superior technology. So yeah, we are we are losing customers who are migrating up from a Toyota to fully electric or to uh, plug-in vehicles. So maybe people who Toyota's um, hybrids, by the way, always used to be popular in the past with people who didn't like the rattle and shake of a diesel. So, you know, if you wanted a nice, efficient car, but you didn't want a noisy diesel, then great. I think they're losing markets share to people who go, hey, I can get a BMW plug-in hybrid and I don't have to have a clattery, noisy diesel. Um, I can have a nice, smooth petrol car um, as, a, as a hybrid. But, you know, really, let's say Toyota, don't, let's not pick a fight with those guys. Let, let's, let's be honest that the hybrid synergy drive, right, whilst it is a fantastic product, it was absolutely at the cutting edge, it's it's an intermediate step. It is not the uh, it's not the end solution. What you should be concentrating on is attracting um, buyers up from non-hybrid vehicles. So really, spelling out the benefits of the hybrid synergy drive compared to a non-hybrid vehicle. Okay, so now you could say pitch it against a diesel so you say here are the benefits of the hybrid synergy drive versus a diesel and have some wonderful things of people driving diesels with ear defenders on or something you know that kind of pick up on those positive features compared to a conventional non-hybrid powertrain and also i think the other thing that toyota are missing a trick on here is they're not presenting their future strategy so in terms of an aspirational you know, here is our stepping stone. This is how you access the electrification market. You know, you can't afford to uh, get into a Tesla. You can afford to get into a Prius. It is a good first step. What they should then also be saying, I think, to their buyers is, and hey, you stick with us as a brand. We're going to bring you more great technology in the future, um, which will make fully electric vehicles um, accessible to you as well, or more, or plug-in hybrids, or you know, more functionality, better functionality uh, from their electrified product. But instead, actually, what Toyota have done is, I think, stayed quite deliberately silent on anything that they're doing um, towards full electrification. I mean, there's a little announcement recently about a, um, a full EV product, but specifically for the Chinese market, and I think. I think they're actually trying to be quiet about anything more advanced than the hybrid synergy drive because they don't want to dilute its position in the market. But I think the irony of that is by doing what they're doing, they are actually diluting their position in the market because they've gone really from being the, the outright hands-down leaders of the hybrid field to being the laggards, the people who are trying to hang on to the past um, you know, and, and their history rather than presenting an aspirational vision for a better future, you know. Um, so so that's what I would say. Hybrid Synergy Drive from Toyota, great, fantastic product. You know, it's got a lot of really good features, but it is an intermediate step. It's, it's not new. It's the same thing that they've been coming out with for a long, long time. So it's very, very well proven, you know. And if, if you're looking at electrified vehicles, right, and you're coming from a non-hybrid product, yeah, fantastic. HSD could be a brilliant first electrified uh, vehicle for you to buy and drive. Is it better than a plug-in? No, uh, absolutely not. The ability to plug-in means a bigger battery, 
um, and a charger. You've got more hardware in there. You've got extra cost in the vehicle. So if you were looking at a hybrid synergy drive and you had a same cost plug-in hybrid, you're getting more for your money with the plug-in hybrid, right? That's, let's not mistake that. You know, so the plug-in hybrids are the next step. And then the full EV is the next step after that. So th th there are some benefits to the hybrid synergy drive, but it is a stepping stone into the electrification market. It is not the ultimate solution. Um, and the self-charging features, you know, this is the same. It, every, you know, if that's self-charging, every single plug-in hybrid and battery electric is also self-charging. Um, and they have the ability to plug in too. So I, I really think Toyota have come about this from the wrong angle. They could turn this around and have a massive story here. They, they've got so many great things, so much fantastic technology um, in the back end of you know the, the switching devices, etc. that make the hybrid synergy drive. They could have a huge market lead um, over their competitors. So let's hope that something great comes out of Toyota in the near future and they stop hanging on to the past and they kind of start fighting for a better, brighter future and being a bit more aspirational in terms of, of what they're doing. So that's all from me today. Uh, thanks very much for taking the time to listen to me ramble on um, about Toyota and the hybrid synergy drive system and self-charging hybrids. I really, I look forward to uh, speaking to you again very, very soon. Remember to subscribe to the channel. Um, and it really, it would mean so much to me if you could leave us a rating or a comment. And also, don't forget, if you've got any questions or topics specifically that you'd like to see us covered, please drop me a line with those as well. And, um, and, and we'll add them onto the list. And there could be a future podcast dedicated to a topic that, um, that you've asked for. Okay, thanks very much. Goodbye for now.